It's Chip and Eric and friends. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. We're back. Thank you for listening to our first live studio performance of the Chip and Eric and Friends song. Yeah, and you guys are back. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back, everyone. So great. Yeah, thanks for listening to America's number one Newton, Kansas-based Bible reading podcast going on its third year. Award-winning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got an award. Yeah, we sure did. It was awesome. So grateful for that award. Yeah. Nothing else like it. Yeah, uh, the one thing I have against it is that the person who made it for us, Yeah. and I won't say Josh Pugh's name, but the person who made it for us said it should have been the size of the Stanley Cup. Oh. And uh, I noticed that it is slightly smaller than the Stanley Cup. Just a tad. So, uh, Josh, I'm not trying to look a gift horse in the mouth here, and I do appreciate no. your efforts there in uh, forging that yeah. for us. But That's right. He forged it. I just, uh, yeah. Well, thanks, Josh. I appreciate yeah. it. I mean, I, I do appreciate it just less than Chip appreciates. I treasure it. Yeah. Speaking of treasuring it, Eric, oh. today is day number eight. And we're going to read Genesis 20, 21, and 22. And we're going to read John chapter 5, 1 through 24. Woo! Mm-hmm. That's going to be fun. Um, the last time you read with me, yeah, Abram did this sneaky little trick where he said, Sarah is my sister. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he apparently has a trademark move. He does. Genesis chapter 20. Abraham deceives Abimelech. Ooh. Abraham moved south to the Negev and lived there for a while between Kadesh and Shur, and then he moved on to Gerar. While living there as a foreigner, Abraham introduced his wife Sarah by saying, She is my sister. Mm-hmm. So King Abimelech of Gerar sent for Sarah and had her brought to him at his palace. But that night God came to Abimelech in a dream and told him, You are a dead man, for that woman you have taken is already married. But Abimelech had not slept with her yet, so he said, Lord, Will you destroy an innocent nation? Didn't Abraham tell me she's my sister? And she's, she herself said, yes, he's my brother. I acted in complete innocence. My hands are clean. In the dream, God responded, yes, I know you're innocent. That's why I kept you from sinning against me and why I did not let you touch her. Now return the woman to her husband and he will pray for you for he is a prophet. Then you will live. But if you don't return to him, if you don't return her to him, you can be sure that you and all your people will die. Abimelech got up early the next morning and quickly called all the servants together. When he told them what had happened, his men were terrified. Then Abimelech called for Abraham. What have, we, what have you done to us? He demanded. What crime have I committed that you deserve treatment that we deserve that deserves treatment like this, making me and my kingdom guilty of this great sin? No one should ever do what you've done. Whatever possessed you to do such a thing? Abraham replied, I thought this is a godless place. They'll want my wife and will kill me to get her. And she really is my sister, for we both have the same father, but different mothers. And I married her. When God called me to leave my father's home and to travel from place to place, I told her, do me a favor. Wherever we go, tell the people that I am your brother. Then Abimelech took some of his sheep and goats, cattle, male and female servants, and he presented them to Abraham. He also returned his wife, Sarah, to him. Then Abimelech said, look over my land and choose any place where you would like to live. And he said to Sarah, look. I'm giving your brother 1,000 pieces of silver in the presence of all these witnesses. This is to compensate you for any wrong that I may have done to you. This will settle any claim against me, and your reputation is cleared. And Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his female servants, so they could have children. For the Lord had caused all the women to be infertile 
because of what happened with Abraham's wife, Sarah. Genesis chapter 21, the birth of Isaac. The Lord kept his word and did for Sarah exactly what he had promised. She became pregnant and she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. This happened at just the time God had said it would. And Abraham named and Abraham named their son Isaac. Eight days after Isaac was born, Abraham circumcised him as God had commanded. Abraham was 100 years old when Isaac was born. And Sarah declared, God has brought me laughter. All who hear about this will laugh with me. Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse a baby? Yet I have given Abraham a son in his old age. Hagar and Ishmael are sent away. When Isaac grew up and was about to be weaned, Abraham prepared a huge feast to celebrate the occasion. But Sarah saw Ishmael, the son of Abraham, and her Egyptian servant Hagar, making fun of her son Isaac. So she turned to Abraham and demanded, Get rid of that slave woman and her son. He's not going to share the inheritance with my son Isaac. I won't have it. This upset Abraham very much because Ishmael was his son. But God told Abraham, Don't be upset over the boy and your servant. Do whatever Sarah tells you, for Isaac is a son to whom your descendants will be counted. But I will also make a nation of the descendants of Hagar's son, because he is your son too. So Abraham got up early the next morning, prepared food and a container of water, and strapped him on Hagar's shoulders. Then he sent her away with her son, and she wandered aimlessly in the wild wilderness of Beersheba. When the water was gone, she put the boy in the shade of a bush. Then she went and sat down by herself about a hundred yards away. I don't want to watch the boy die, she said, as she burst into tears. But God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven. Hagar, what's wrong? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Go to him and comfort him, for I'll make a great nation from his descendants. Then God opened Hagar's eyes, and she saw a well full of water. She quickly filled her water container and gave the boy a drink. And God was with the boy as he grew up in the wilderness. He became a skilled, skillful archer, and he settled in the wilderness of Paran. His mother arranged for him to marry a woman from the land of Egypt. Abraham's covenant with Abimelech. About this time, Abimelech came with Phicol, his army commander, to visit Abraham. God is obviously with you, helping you in everything you do, Abimelech said. Swear to me in God's name that you will never deceive me, my children, or any of my descendants. I have been loyal to you, so now swear that you will be loyal to me into this country where you are living as a foreigner. Abraham replied, Yes, I swear to it. Then Abraham complained to Abimelech about a well that Abimelech's servants had taken by force from Abraham's servants. This is the first I've heard of it, Abimelech answered. I have no idea who is responsible. You have never complained about this before. Abraham then gave some of his sheep, goats, and cattle to Abimelech, and they made a treaty. But Abraham also took seven additional female lambs and set them off by themselves. Abimelech asked, Why have you set these seven apart from the others? Abraham replied, Please accept these seven lambs to show your agreement that I dug this well. Then he named the place Beersheba, which means well of the oath, because there because that was where they had sworn the oath. After making their covenant at Beersheba, Abraham, excuse me, Abimelech left with Phicol, the commander of the army, and they returned home to the to the land of the Philistines. Then Abraham planted a tamarisk tree at Beersheba, and there he worshiped the Lord, the eternal God. And Abraham lived as a foreigner in Philistine country for a long time. Genesis chapter 22, Abraham's faith tested. Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied, here I am. Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him. 
along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God told him about. On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw a place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there and then we'll come right back. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked on together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. We have the fire and the wood, the boy said, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son. Abraham answered, and then they both walked on together. When they arrived at the place where God had told them to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood, and Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way, for now I know that you truly fear God. You've not withheld from me even your son, your only son. And Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its thorns in the thicket. He took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Abraham named the place Yahweh Yira, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham from heaven. This is what the Lord says. Because you have obeyed me and not withheld even your son, your only son, I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of your enemies, and through your descendants all the nations of the earth will be blessed, all because you have obeyed me. Then they returned to the servants and traveled back to Beersheba, where Abraham continued to live. Soon after this, Abraham heard that Milcah, his brother Nahor's wife, had borne Nahor eight sons. The oldest was named Uz, the next oldest was Buzz, followed by Kemuel, the ancestor of the Arameans, Kesed, Hazo, Pildash, Jidlaf, and Bethuel. Bethuel became the father of Rebekah. In addition to these eight sons from Milcah, Nahor had four other children from his concubine Rumah. Their names were Teba, Gaham, Tahash, and Minka. All right, we're going to jump forward to John chapter 5, verses 1 through 24. John chapter 5, Jesus heals a lame man. Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city near the sheep gate was the pool of Bethesda with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. Mm -hmm. When Jesus saw him, and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, Would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Instantly the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath. So the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, You can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. But he replied, the man who healed me told me, pick up your mat and walk. Who said such a thing as that, they demanded. The man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, now you are well, so stop sinning, or something even worse may happen to you. Then the man went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had healed him. Jesus claims to be the Son of God. So the Jewish leaders began harassing Jesus for breaking the Sabbath rules. 
But Jesus replied, my father is always working and so am I. So the Jewish leaders tried all the harder to find a way to kill him. For he not only broke the Sabbath, he called God his father, thereby making himself equal with God. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees a father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and this shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the father will show him how to do even greater works in healing this man. Then you will truly be astonished. For just as the father gives life to those he raises from the dead, so the son gives life to anyone he wants. In addition, the father judges no one. Instead, he has given the son absolute authority to judge so that everyone will honor the son, just as, the, just as they honor the father. Anyone who does not honor the son is certainly not honoring the father who sent him. I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death into life. And I assure you, oh no, no, that's it. And, and that, that is, is our reading today. today. I thought you were passing on to me. I'm like, <laughs> no, okay. no, I got so into it, man. Whenever it's Jesus talking, I get yes, so into it. That's right. Oh, man. Okay. So we read those two passages. We had two questions in mind. How does this help me love God more? How does this help me love others more? So Chip, yeah. how does this help you love God more? Yeah. Are you settled on that? Is your question? Yeah, I'm okay, good with okay. that. Yeah. It helped me because, you know, this helps me love God more because God heals on the Sabbath. Ooh. You know, he, he overlooked, you know, kind of like uh, he cared about the person, you know, more than that, you know, really their, their principle or their, their interpretation of the law here. Like he really cared about them and loved them and wanted what, what's best for them and had a plan with that. So, you know, I love that about God, you know, he takes our, you know, kind of what we think is, is law and, and more important and he turns it on its head sometimes and he says no and I, you know what what strikes me here is this guy's been sick for 38 years mm -hmm. 38 years is a long time to be how sick. long i've been alive be sick that's a long time yeah it's yeah. a long time and and god didn't forget about him god had a plan and uh god 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 healed on the sabbath he got the work done yeah you know it was great yeah. So I love that about God. Absolutely. Um, I, it's It seems crazy to brush by the story of the sacrifice of Isaac. You know, like that is, well, I, I mean, I know I get it. I'm not criticizing. Yeah. Just, no. Um, you know, my, what's how does this help me love others more was also from the John passage. But I do want to jump back and say some things about the other one afterwards. But um, how does this help me love others more? We need to help those that no one else will. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy said, someone always gets there before me. I have no one to help me. I have no one to get me down into the water. And so Jesus walks in and he helps someone that no one else will help. And I think if we want to love others more and we want to love others the way Jesus loves others, we need to help the people that no one else will help. Yeah. Like 38 years of being sick, that guy was probably gross. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not trying to be rude about that, sure. but like, yeah. you know, by today's standards, certainly we would probably go, mm, it's easier to just keep walking. Yeah. It's easier not to look. It's easier yeah. to move on. And so we need to help the people that no one else will help. I've been praying um, along that line, I don't know how long, within the year or so, just that I'd be able to see those people. Yeah. Because sometimes I don't see them. And, and many of these people, they saw him, but they didn't see him right. the way Jesus saw him. Right. So if I can see him the way Jesus sees them, I want to see those people. Yeah, um, so it's pretty important. We get caught up in our own people, our own things, 
own priorities that we miss the people that are right there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. So just one thing about, uh, you know, the earlier passage, the Genesis passage that we were talking about, you know, the, um, the, the testing of Abraham's faith. Yeah. I love um, it just in Hebrews, it says that Abraham knew that um, if he killed Isaac, that God would bring him back to life. And I love reading this passage with that knowledge mm -hmm. of like, because, you know, it doesn't make sense. The boy and I will be right back. Mm -hmm. And then he really tries to kill him. So it doesn't make sense if you don't read it with the understanding that in the back of Abraham's mind, he understood that God is a God of resurrection. And so for me, that's one thing that this says about God that helps me love God more is that God is a God of resurrection and we can rest on that. Mm -hmm. We can we can put all of our eggs in that basket. He's a God of resurrection. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, I, I just feels weird not to say something about it. So I'm not trying to so many good things overstep or whatever. Yeah, great. For sure. It's going to be that God way. God provides the sheep for the yep. burnt offering, my son. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Hope you're doing well. Yeah. I hope I, Allison's doing well. Yeah. You think she's doing well? I think so. You think so? I do. Yeah. I yeah. hope so. I th she's I amazing. Wonder she, I wonder what she, she's up to. She's up to something. Yeah. She's always keeping an eye on us. You, you know, know, I'm reading, I'm, like, I'm reading with her tomorrow. You are? Yeah. Lucky. Yeah. She and I will be on her That's tomorrow. Amazing. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, we'll get the three of us recording one of these days, too. It'll her and good. I broke a record. Yeah, for the longest episode. Yeah, yeah. You, you also I, broke the shortest record. I know. I'm too. on both records. Yeah. Oh, look at you. He should have gave Josh should give me like two trophies. <laughs> More than two. Yeah, true. Yeah, I'll take it. All, All right. right. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. Welcome to everybody who's new, and just keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Don't give up. This nope. is your year to read the whole Bible. I know. It um, is. If you've done it before, it's your year to read the whole Bible again. You're gonna do it. You got this. It's gonna be amazing. Mm -hmm. We can't wait to be there with you every step of the way. Woohoo! All right. We'll catch you guys later. Bye.